Thank you for joining this episode of Vibrant Vernacular. This is Shawan. It's Azalee. And Pashas. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for being here. Um, today is Father's Day. It's Sunday for us, and um, I'm sitting in the sunshine. So I just want to start off with an attitude of gratitude. What am I thankful for? What are we thankful for? I am definitely thankful to be alive this morning. I'm thankful for life, for love, and to just be here. And since it's Father's Day, I am thankful. I say God is my heavenly father, but I'm thankful for my earthly father for taking part in creating me. Alizé, how about you? Um, Yeah, I'm thankful to wake up today. Uh, the usual and to just you know make it through this pandemic y'all because some type of new normalcy has got to come back but other Mm -hmm. than that um happy sunday happy father's day to you guys um and yeah fashion hey okay so yeah i'm thankful for today to be alive honestly i say that every day thankful for my family, my friends, mm-hmm. you know, everybody that care about love, black people in general. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm thankful father, biological, and, you know, my my dad, dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just thankful for everyone because without him, regardless of my relationship, I wouldn't be here. So right. I appreciate that. So right. And another thing I thought about, um, I was so happy and humbled and just overjoyed by the the celebration of Juneteenth. Um, (laughs) um, I I didn't get to post a lot because surprisingly I was working. Like I didn't even expect to get new clients and jump right in, but I was working. But it was just to, to see, you know, the level of participation and to know how many people didn't know and to be surprised about the number of people that don't care. Like, um, it was, it was a mix of emotions for me, but nonetheless, we, we showed out for Juneteenth. I agree. I enjoyed it. I hope, um, I don't want to say this is like the first time it's celebrated, but I just hope in the future it's acknowledged more. Um, and there's more like celebration, like in our area, maybe parades or oh yeah, you know, gatherings. Um, it's still fresh, it's still new quotation marks, but um <laughs> I just hope we can come together in the future to kind of get a bigger celebration. Amen. I agree. <clears throat> I definitely agree. And I feel like me and Azalee did support uh-huh. throughout the week. Um, oh, yes. We had uh, a food truck, a company called Now You're Cooking. Um, they're <laughs> a cooking studio, Black-owned. Um, and they have cooking classes. Me and Azalee keep telling ourselves we're going to go there one day yes. um, when, when they open up again. Uh, but we went out, you know, and supported throughout the week. Uh, so, But they didn't have a lot, like Azalee said, on that day. For us to support and I think that would be a whole beautiful topic that we could talk about like just supporting black businesses we struggled as a family because a lot of my family took off Friday so that way we could participate in you know just celebrating mm. it and um we struggled to find some place to eat wow and it was crazy because the only types of restaurants that were available not to like 
take all this conversation, but we're soul food or Caribbean and not everybody likes those meals. Like I'm not eating meat right now. So it's hard for me to eat soul food. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was a struggle. And then we were trying to find a black business to support on that day. And that was a struggle. So it, it is, you know, a big, big, big struggle to find black businesses to support, especially in our area. So definitely mm. need to have some type of list. I want you to um, go down. You should have told uh, me. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, go ahead, girl. I was just going to say quickly, um, Norfolk, Virginia. Like, there's no shortage in Norfolk. I know you guys live in Virginia Beach, Pashas, but may, um, yeah, we got to I don't know that I just the whole area downtown Norfolk to me is like an oasis of black businesses. But um, what were you going to say, Alice? No, um, there's a list and I can send you once we're done that I found, which were like some restaurants, some businesses. But um, yeah, please do, because I had a list and it had like places in Virginia Beach because, of course, it was a lot of us, so we weren't trying to really go too far from the beaten path, but it was very difficult to to locate a business, and we ended up giving up the search. (laughs) And we ended up going to the mall, but we did find a Black-owned beauty supply store, which is very, very interesting. Um, And we had a conversation with her, and we definitely got to have a podcast about that, but um, we went there and my sister and my, all my sisters and my daughter, they all bought stuff. And it was pretty neat to That's talk cool. to her and hear her story. So mm-hmm. we actually like sat around and talked to her for a while, um, just about, you know, her plight being a black owned business. So it was very interesting. Okay. Good. <clears throat> so yeah, keeping in line with the Father's Day theme, I wanted us to start by let's share some positive attributes of what a father means. Um, For me, I can just, I think about security, you know, feeling safe, feeling protected, like uh, a father should provide protection. Um, I do want to send a big shout out to the men in our lives, the men who have been really influential in the lives of my children. Um, Definitely my brother, has been a positive role model. Um, there are several men within the subdivision where we live who have just literally taken us all under their wing. But my, my children in particular, they're just, you know, they tell them right for wrong. I feel like even when I'm not there, I don't have to worry about what the conversations are. You know, like I feel they're instilling the right things in my children. So I just definitely want to give a shout out to the men in our lives who are making a difference and just being those stand-up guys, you know, somebody who's strong. I I, I do hate, like, I, I hate is such a strong word, but, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead, y'all. And positive attributes of a father. Yes. And- so, so, no, were you done? Yes. I would have to agree with you, though. I'm um, Shawan, I think, provider, um, mm-hmm. protector. And I also like storyteller. Um, I think you can learn a lot, um, you know, from your dad and your history. And the reason I think about that is because my granddad raised us when we were little. So he Uh was in my life until about fourth grade. And that's kind of how he communicated with us. It was like, gather around. I got a story to tell you. Um, Or whenever like his um, brother came over, excuse me. He would always call us out there. So the big thing my granddad was um, 
big on was education because oh. he um, couldn't read. So mm. he was like just simple stuff that we would learn as kids and mm-hmm. you know things we would remember and recite. He was so proud of that. So annoyingly, when um, his brothers and sisters came over, he'd have us come out there and recite stuff and like go over stuff. We had to do like, the twenty third all the time. Exactly, y'all. Because I was a nerd, so I knew my states in alphabetical order. So <laughs> he used to make me go out there and recite that. And then um, my grandfather again was in the Nation of Islam, so he taught us their prayer. So mm-hmm. he was super hype. I knew that, and do you still I had know that? To, I do. Yep. And every time we go to his gravesite, that's the prayer we say before we leave. Wow. So how cool is that? Yeah. Um, but so yeah, just storyteller, provider, protector, and um I think that would be it. Those would be the three things that I would actually use to describe him. All right. I would say um point <laughs> because mm-hmm. I can describe it, but I honestly it was, you know very spurts and spurts that I had each one of them at the same time. Hopefully that makes sense. Mm. So as far as the provider and protector, I can definitely say, I think that's like the strong point of fathers is that they make sure that you're straight. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the goal. Every sense of the word. Yeah, you're straight and protector making sure you're safe and that you feel safe in every Mm -hmm. aspect of the word, you know? But unfortunately, I don't have too many stories of anything other than that as far as what I've seen visually. Okay. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And um, as a lay, when you talked about your grandfather, I was like, oh, man, you know, I didn't say nothing about my dad. It really like my father died when I was nine. But Hmm. the memories I have, you know, up until his death were, you know, that was like my Superman, you know, (laughs) no matter Mm -hmm. if it was. Like she, the sporadic, you know, it wasn't like he lived in the house with us, but those times when he came through, like you saw all of my teeth, you know what I'm saying? I'm smiling from ear to ear. You know, I feel like a little girl just remembering that. But, you know, I did, my grandfather was one of my favorite people as well. Um, I think it's crazy how after, you know, after his death, I learned some things. I'm like, Dude, like you was wild, you know what I'm saying? But I never saw a, a, a bad side of him. I never saw mm. the, the negative side mm. that I learned about, you know what I'm saying? So all I have is good memories, you know. I know how things mm. ended turned out. It's like everybody died, you know, like for me, uh, unfortunately, the the male role models that I've loved the, and, and cherished the most have all passed away. The most recent is Dr. Yao Owusu. Um, he's from Ghana. I met uh, the Owusu family when I moved to Tallahassee. And this man was, he was a engineering professor at FAMU. Um, and just from the day we met, you know, he was a pastor, a father of four children, a, a devoted husband. You know, just every aspect of that. It's like when he came home from work, his wife had the food on the table for him. You know what I'm saying? She got the shoes for him to switch out into. And it's like, I just admired, you know, and I thank God for being able to see, like, we didn't have a good blueprint, you know, 
it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. have the blueprint. But me being in my 20s, you know, and, and seeing that on a regular basis was like, thank you, God. You know, at least I know what it should look like. You know, even if I didn't have that in my own life, I can't say that I wasn't aware or I don't know what it's supposed to be like, you know. So I'm just thankful for the, the father figures that I've had along the way. It's funny because I didn't think about it like that either <laughs> until you started talking. <laughs> and like my dad was there until I was five and a half turning six. Mm-hmm. So we live in Maryland and I was the apple of this man's eye. Like yeah. I was his world and I and I knew it at that time. But like once, you know, like my dad was like you said, Superman, like nothing. I was the cutest thing in the world. I was. <laughs> always showered with stuff like he would walk to get me go we catch the bus we go to the mall we go to Baltimore Harbor so like and it's at five and a half I remember those things yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah. vividly mm-hmm. eating pizza New York style pizza at Baltimore Harbor I even know where the pizza place is that we mm-hmm. ate at at five which is crazy to me that I would have that memory First time I had a Big Mac, I was five years old. And I was like, Dad, I want a Big Mac. And he was like, whatever you want. Got me a Big Mac. I could not finish that thing. But it was just so oh, cute. Wait. I used to walk to my grandma's house. Like, I just remember. And she had a green house, y'all. A green uh, house. Um, so just remember that. And he used to say, um, I used to call him just so I could hear him say video. Because he could never say it. He would say video. And I would just fall out laughing like it was the funniest thing in the world to me but those things I do remember and so I apologize for discrediting him initially but I do remember those things and they were impactful and they had a lasting impression on me I think (laughs) oh you know (laughs) that's cool so uh, oh did you want to say something else Azalea Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so keep it just moving right along. Um, it's Father's Day. So I just want to know, like, how are you feeling about today? Like, you know, with Mother's Day, I think there was a, I would say a kind of heaviness for the fact that they weren't there. You know what I'm saying? Physically, because of their death, they weren't there. So today it's like, how do you feel? I want to know how you feel about today. But I'm gonna answer it first because you know, like <laughs> it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. <laughs> How do I feel? I feel angry today. I feel bitter today, and those are the things that I am working so tirelessly in my and relentlessly in my own life to not feel those emotions, you know. But I feel okay. I'm gonna let it let it resonate, let it pass, so I can get the hell on with my life, you know. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm angry. I'm angry today because it's Father's Day. And I, sometimes I just feel like fathers have it real easy. You know, they have it a little easier and they get a lot of days and months off. And, and I don't, you know, and I'm not sitting up here trying to, I'm, I'm mother and father. I'm mommy and daddy. I ain't no man. I ain't trying to be no man, you know. And based on the qualities that we identified earlier as male qualities it's like you know I've had to play those roles but I don't consider myself to be mommy and daddy so I'm I'm just a little angry you know uh, for several reasons 
Um, I would say it's maybe a combination of both. Um, well, my dad, I should say, is still alive. Um, oh. Shout out to Mr. Alvarenga. So I'm sure he's celebrating it up <laughs> um, today very well. And I'll probably call him once we're done. Um, no, I will. And I think that's one thing. Um, kudos to my mom for doing, even though he wasn't like actively in our life. Yeah. She still kept the lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. And she always had us respect him you know, as a dad. So yes. when it was Father's Day, when it was his birthday, we're calling, we're sending cards. Um, so I respect that. She's never bitter about it. I saw times where she was upset for like empty promises and things of that nature, but she didn't resonate her issues, I should say, yeah. onto us. So to be honest, I mean, it is what it is. And kind of growing up when I became an adult, and honestly, once she passed, it's kind of when I realized I had my issues with him, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so again, it's always a peaceful uh, respect factor. I think I treat him more like a friend uh, than a parent, but that's just how, you know, we kind of function through our relationship. Um, I think the bitterness comes from my own personal situation with my son's father. Um, yeah. I'm kind of running out of Dr. Seuss riddles. We are not in <laughs> communication. So um, that gets frustrating because I don't have the answers and I don't know how to explain the answers. Yeah. And um, I want to be like my mom. I don't want to resonate and bash um, his father. Because trust me, I got a shit long list that I could go in <laughs> on his ass. But do I do that? No, because it's still who I chose to reproduce with. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just, I, I try to explain it at a real elementary level, which I did get help from my therapist to tell mm-hmm. him it's just that your dad is not at a point where he wants to be a part of our lives. She said it's very important to say our at this yeah, point because he's yeah. young. Yeah, Yeah. so that it doesn't seem like he's singled out. So, I mean, other than that, I'm sure it'll pop up. He's been asking me this weekend, is it Father's Day? Is it Father's Day? Because he's seen commercials and things. Um, And I think that's just the frustrating part, knowing how kind of our elders that, you know, stuck it out and kind of stepped in. I I don't have in my family anymore. We're literally a family full of women. So I know he kind of needs that male influence, but like you said, just through um, mentorship and just positive people I may run into, I do try to expose him and, you know, lean on them if needed, but it's a combination. I would, I would describe today bittersweet. Yeah, that's a good word. Azalea, I love how you brought everything full circle for me. Mm. My mom was the exact same way. Like, she didn't have, it didn't seem like on appearances, she had a bitter bone in her body towards our dads for not, you know, participating in our growth. You know, mm-hmm. she took me, she would take us to Maryland from Virginia just so I can see my dad. Even when he was in jail, she would drive me up there just to to, to work on fostering a relationship between me and him and my sister and my brother. You know, so it was very you know, bittersweet because I saw him for who he was when I moved to Virginia. Like, Mm -hmm. he was very, like, 
he couldn't get it together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. going to see your dad in jail and not really understanding what that is and what that means was very difficult for me. And my mom still made it happen. She even had a relationship with one of his sisters and they were tight. Like she would come down just to visit my mom uh-huh. and me, you know? So like, I know that that shows how our mom's character was. And unfortunately we're family full of women too. So that's all we had was women around us. I had one uncle, but you know, he was, you know, he was into women. So he was yeah. you know, more <laughs> focused well. on that aspect of things than anything. Um, but when it came down to like prom, I got stood up for prom. So when I got stood up for prom, my uncle they best suit and he took me to prom. You know what I'm saying? So like things like that happen. But you know, at the end of the day, it was still a bunch of women around us. You know, I had no grandfathers. So to have those stories, I'm I'm like kind of jealous to hear you talk about that because I, I didn't have anyone to share that. And Fortunately, my husband is there and, you know, he he's there for our kids and in all aspects of everything that they were lacking and me in some instances not having a father, he has been there to pick up the rears. So me knowing that dads are supposed to be there as protectors and providers, a majority of that comes from my relationship with my husband and seeing how he is with our children and he'll be damned if he let anything happen to them. You know what I'm saying? And I know we will never be homeless. You know what I'm saying? As long as he's he's present in existence, that will not happen. So it's been, you know, a tough journey. But like you said, having mentors and people around your kids, male figure-wise, is very important. And it's very hard to find, I'm, I'm noticing. Yes. You know? So. Yeah. Wow. I thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and one of the things, like, as a lady, when you said your mom had you guys, you know, call your dad, I think that was important. Like, I knew yesterday, last night, when it got, when midnight was approaching, I was still awake and I just felt this emotion of anger. And it was like, why am I feeling this way? You know, what? I called my ex husband and I said, Happy Father's Day. You know, I I told him, you know, we talked about each child, you know, for a, a few minutes or whatever. And it was just like my whole thing right now is to be able to resonate love. Like I can't hold on to the bitterness and angerness that I just talked about and expect my own blessings to come. Um, so for me, I think it's so important to check myself, you know, first of all, I'm identifying <laughs> what emotions I'm feeling. Like, I know it ain't right. It is, it's not centered in love. So, you know, I just, and another thing I was thinking, I couldn't have had four children by the same person and not love that person at some point, you know? And, and, and I think that is no disrespect to anybody who has multiple baby daddies, but I'm saying I stuck with one person because I loved that person so much enough, you know, to hang in there. And I called, you know, to say, I hope you're okay. I haven't heard from you out of love, you know, because I hadn't got a phone call, you know, from you. So I'm gonna go ahead and make that phone call just to see, are you even still alive? You know? Um, So that's no disrespect. I feel a father, you know, you, you can donate sperm, but to be there, to show up, to instill the right stuff, 
in the next generation, uh, having three sons, like that means a lot. I don't take that lightly. So I'm just, yeah, I, I talked to each child this morning, you know, today is Father's Day. Please call your father at some point, you know, um, everybody has a phone. He pays y'all phone bill. I think that's the least you can do, you know, but once again, I have my brother here, you know, I bought little gifts for each of the male role models in our lives right now. So I just think moving forward in love is what it's all about. Um, did y'all want to add something? Um, no, I think that was well put. Um, each of you guys describing it. Um, I think my bitter part of the bittersweet um, is like not having that option. So when I say there's like no communication uh, with Aiden's dad, there's no communication. Um, and I'm honest, I don't like talk about him because I don't know like where to begin or how to bring it up. And mm. I've attempted to do that a few times with Aiden and, I'm, and he's broke down into tears. He's like, I don't like talking about it because it makes me sad. Mm. So again, it's kind of the elephant in the room, but mm. I, I'm trying to get the elephant to like come out and have a few peanuts. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do have him and shout out to this program called um, No Father, No Excuse. It's a group of guys um, that I met through working at my job. And that's kind of like their goal is to um, like be role models for guys who don't have or kids who don't have fathers in their lives, whether it's through incarceration, death or just not being there. They try their best to like have, um, you know, homework hour if they want to do something, you know, kind of just coordinate it with their schedule, they'll show up to their games. Like I've had a few come to his baseball game. Um, so I think Aiden gets it, but it's still, he's still young where he longs and still has hope that like, I'm gonna pass him the phone one day and this bitch is going to be on the other end. But <laughs> um, I don't know. It's something like we kind of <laughs> just need to eventually work on and I mean I've honestly when I did do my vulnerability piece um I told him I was like hey we can keep this real like elementary I'm giving you a real easy like parenting job all I want you to do is kind of like call and FaceTime um but yeah that has not happened and I mean it takes time I mean he's just a person I feel like is not mature um, in that aspect. And he has a lot of kids to be mature with. So I get it. Um, we're just not on the same page, but it is what it is. And I just hope that the Lord sent me somebody that kind of looked like Michael B. Jordan, but a different name yeah. to pick up the slack. I hate you. I got a list over here on my dry erase board. Like, <laughs> here looking at it, I just put the word like, like at first I had relationship goals and then I erased that. So I'm like, I need a man that's like, and then I put a colon and I have like a names on there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Thanks. Since you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? One thing I can appreciate about your conversation is the fact that um, their your therapist. I wanted to go back to that. How mm. she said she put the we in there and not yeah. just you. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. one thing we also have to take into account: we are part of the cycle in the sense that we grew up without our dads too. 
mm-hmm. there were so many moments that I wanted my dad to be on the other end of that line too. Yeah. Like yeah. they, I was, <laughs> we grew up in, me and Sharon grew up in the same area. So we, I grew up in Foundation Park. She grew, grew up in Pleasant Park. And I used to walk to Pleasant Park because they had a pay phone. And I would walk and call my dad collect. And his mom got so mad because I kept doing it. But that was all part of me wanting to speak to my dad. And I used to Mm -hmm. fantasize about how wonderful it would be when I saw my dad again. And you know what I'm saying? Those Mm -hmm. things that never really happened. They never happened. So eventually, you know, of course, I'm pretty sure y'all have similar stories. We had to learn on our own. You know, we had to go through that fire and go through the turmoil and go through those trials and tribulations without them. And we came out pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I I can't say we're better than what we could have been with them because I don't know. But we came out pretty good. And Mm -hmm. it's just a patience issue. It's just as as parents, we don't want that same situation for our for our children. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. We don't want them to have to go through the same struggle that we went through. And that's our goal is to protect them from that, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, at some points, you know. We just got to let it be, you know, the way it's going to be. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be a better person no matter what. And I'm talking about Aiden in this yeah. sense. You know, yeah. he's go- mm-hmm. he's going to come out and even your children, Shawan, um, yeah. nieces and nephews. Yeah. They're going to all turn out great because they have a great foundation, which is their Amen. moms. Amen. You know what I'm saying? We had great yeah. foundations. So, and we turned out, we had our, we made mistakes, but who doesn't, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we auto-corrected those mistakes. And I think <laughs> it's important because I can just hear feedback from some people talking into their devices. Well, y'all should have picked another person or you should have known the this, that, and that before you laid down with them. And it's like, you think you know somebody, even if you give the relationship two years or six months or whatever you feel is an appropriate time before you choose to reproduce with that person. Some people ended up pregnant and hey, we're, we're moving forward from this pregnancy, you know, ain't no turning back. So nonetheless, the child is here. The man becomes a father and then things got crazy, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. along the line. So it's not like we can say, oh, I made a bad decision up front and that's what you get because you chose the wrong person. I mean, and I find that most people who say that are in a relationship, never had a meaningful relationship, but that's neither here nor there. Um, if I had to, thank you. Thank you. That was another thing. Yeah. And for me, it's like, (laughs) um, if I had to leave some food for thought, it would be like, um, something that my ex-husband always says, um, shouts out to you PA. I really do love you. And I need you to know that from the bottom of my heart. One of the things he always said was time waits for no man. And that's so true. Like if you look at our youngest child, She's 11. <laughs> you know, my oldest is 19. The Idris is 14. Bilal is 12. And that's so true. Time waits for no man. Like they not, these kids ain't sitting here in no corner waiting for us to get our lives together, mm-hmm. waiting for us to get our shit together, get our ducks in a row. These kids still got to eat every day. <laughs> they, they still need clothes because they're growing. And it's like, I understand if you can't do those things, if you're unable to do those things, but don't withhold finances because you're in your feelings about things like time waits for no man. 
Nobody's going to sit down and wait for you or beg you or force you to do what you know is necessary for your children. So I just want to say happy Father's Day. Whatever you feel <laughs> is important enough to do on this day, do it. Okay. Oh my God. I am weak. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Food for thought. Um, kind of like Shawan said. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> no, for real. Life is short, so you know, call your damn daddy today if he's around. You know, if it's not, if you're not at a point though, if there's an issue to reconcile, I mean, do it on your terms. Like, I think sometimes we let these quote-unquote holidays force us to do things yeah. that we're not ready to do. So, if you're not, that's fine, but you know, work on that healing, work on that progress. And your healing may not look like someone else's Mm -hmm. healing. So don't, you know, don't be upset about that. Like my healing may be a phone call. Your healing may be, you know, I'll call him two days after Father's Day. (laughs) Nothing's wrong with that. Like do what's best for you. And then um, I I do believe in the power of prayer. Yeah. So um, (laughs) pray for these people um that you know just aren't in your children's life and hopefully they're able to make you know a u-turn before I don't want to say before it's too late but just before you have more work to do to kind of you know get back in their life amen so happy father's day (laughs) y'all oh wow I I think you guys have said a lot you know like (laughs) I would say the culmination of every everything and like for me even though my dad wasn't there, once he did try to be there for me, it was very hard for me to accept that. So, yeah. and it, it, it took a lot and my, my dad has passed. So even when he was sick and, you know, it was looking, you know, grim for him, I still don't feel as though I did enough, you know, to, mm. to reconcile on my end, what I feel as though I could have done differently. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like with with these dads, they have to understand that that is their responsibility is to create a certain, I don't know, relationship with those with their kids while they're young, because trying to create that relationship once they're older is going to be harder. It's going to be a lot yeah. more work and understand that the child will then be in control. They will yeah. control how that relationship goes so you may think that they're still six years old or a baby and you want to step in as a dad it's going to be too late you're going to have to learn to be a stranger that they are familiar with and if they want to have a friendship with you at that point then that's what you're going to have to accept it's better to start trying to we but I think prayer is you know, I still as though he could have done more. I still say thank you for him because, like I said, if he wasn't for him, I would not be precious. Yeah. So, and I appreciate it. So, so funny. Before we go, I got a quick story about that where your dad like trying to parent you, and it'd be like. <laughs> like yeah oh. 20 something years old <laughs> so I went up to New York my dad used to live in New York and we went up there I went up there to celebrate my birthday so I bought like this cute turquoise mini dress had some cute heels um and go out on the town 
I get dressed and he's like where are you going what I was like um out he's like no not in that dress I was like excuse me like I'm 20 something <laughs> this is New York City I'm definitely stunting on hoes in this dress so I'm confused why you're trying to tell me he's like you're not going nowhere in that as like he's like I know your grandma didn't see that dress before you came up here I was like actually she did and I'm wearing this he was like, well, I'm not driving you in that. And I'm just like, <laughs> at like, I was like, what it like, who am I talking to right now? Because this is not <laughs> making any sense. And then his little like lady friend, she was like, no, that, you know, that is how they dress. And he was like, well, my daughter not dressing like that. <laughs> what? So luckily, because I was pressed to get out this damn house, I had bought another dress but when I tell y'all, the dress didn't have the same effect that the turquoise dress would have had. I was pissed. But I just didn't understand that. You know, like, it was like a parent, uh, father-daughter moment. And I'm just, and honestly, that's one I'll never forget. Where, like, you attempted to, like, parent me. And I'm 20-something years old. And I've been, you know, wearing short dresses. Hop off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I still remember that dress (laughs) y'all it was so cute it was like uh, turquoise and it had ruffles at the top ruffles at the bottom and I had these gold heels that were gonna hurt but like when I tell (laughs) y'all if I had stepped out in that I would yes I would still be alive for all the people trying to slut shame but (laughs) I would have been like so cute and the funny thing is I'm I'm gonna wrap this up y'all but I remember that night because the dress that I bought, I went to this club, and the ironic thing, everybody I met in the club was from 757. Like, how creepy was that? Yes. Like, I met people, and they was like, oh, I'm from Virginia Beach. And I was like, really? And then somebody was like, from Newport News. It was really weird. That's crazy. Yeah. That was legendary. I would have loved to see you in that dress as a lady. I think it would have been very I think so, too. Okay. A lasting impression. Yeah, I, that made me think. Um, yeah, I was just sharing, you know, how I guess the financial aspect comes up a lot for me, but it's so much more than that when we talk about fathers. But at the same time, um, one of my sisters in law made a comment once uh, after we had separated, and she said, Well, there appear to be no signs of abuse and neglect. So I guess the kids are okay. And I'm like, <laughs> First of all, I'm a social worker. You know, I know how far to go, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. I find myself posting a lot of pictures of my children online just to set the record straight. No matter who looking at my Instagram or whatever, you're going to see them in their absolute best. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see them like there will appear to be no signs of suffering over here. You know, if that's what you're looking for. But just know that we're good. We're blessed either way it goes. And it's just nice to acknowledge the fact that um, in order for me to move forward, I have to operate out of love, not out of bitterness or anger. So prayer is definitely something like I just need to exercise and pray while I'm walking. You know, pray while I'm doing my crunches and everything else. So (laughs) I thank y'all for listening. I want to tell y'all something really quickly. This is just funny. This, I have to throw this story out there. So I was, I had had 
all my children were born. Yeah. So all my children were born when we went to visit my dad one time. <laughs> and as the lady talking about parenting, <laughs> my dad was he would not let me grow oh, up. Wow. So his memories of me were always of me when I was little. And we used to walk to the harbor and all of that stuff. So <laughs> I'm grown now, y'all. Grown in my thirties, <laughs> right? I go visit him. We are Maryland. We're in the mall. I have to hold his hand. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Mind you, my husband's there. My three children are with us. I have to hold his oh my hand God. walking through the mall. And everybody knew my dad. I don't know what he did, but everybody knew him. And everybody was his cousin or, or aunt or uncle or somebody. Like his niece and nephew. So not only did I have to walk holding this man's hand, I'm holding his hand and he's shouting out everybody. And everybody's looking at me like I'm alone because he's talked about me so much. But nobody's ever physically. Oh, so now they're seeing me as a grown ass 30 year old woman <laughs> like, oh, holding this man's hand. Walking so were you holding his my hand and your husband's not- hand? Like were you in the middle? No, just his hand. My my husband's behind me just cackling, sticking that shit out of the <laughs> like, And my kids are like, Mom. <laughs> they oh, all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking holding his hand like so, and I'm uncomfortable because my husband doesn't even like holding hands. So I'm, I don't mind it, but I'm uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my god, this is so weird. Like, oh, boy. This is so weird. But you know, those things. It was important to him. We were coming to visit him, so I held his hand, walking around the mall. You know, it is what it is. But it was just so funny to my kids. Like they thought it was. Extra, I could just see you know, facial right? expression like you were not just smiling, you were like, Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. That was a tough, tough situation, but it made him happy. And like, when I tell y'all, he was happy, like, happy, 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 you know. So, we do things, we do things, we do things, regardless of our relationship with them. So, it was just, it was just crazy. Anyway, so that's funny. <laughs> Y'all have stories, I swear. So yeah, that was um, very therapeutic. I'd appreciate the ability to laugh. Like, thank y'all. I needed that so much. Yes. Um, that's all I got for today. I thank y'all so much for tuning in. I thank you for your honesty and. Your participation as well. Yes, thank you guys. Happy Father's Day! Yes. <laughs> On three, happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I will talk to y'all soon. Bye guys. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Y'all too. Bye. Bye.